0: Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Faraby. Hey, I'm Scott Lotton. This is Stan Helferty. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And, and you're listening to the snow, snow, the snow,
1: the snow the Goalie. Snow
0: the Goalie. Snow the Goalie. Snow the Goalie. Snow the Goalie.
1: Snow the Goalie. Snow the Goalie. Oh, baby. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And here we are. The Philadelphia Flyers—they can't just go off into the night quietly before the holiday, can they? No, they had a cardiac kids game on Friday night—a shootout loss, but it's—it's it's not about the result. It's about the friends and the memories you made along the way. Welcome into the morning after. I'm Russ Joy, Anthony Sanfilippo in the middle, Bundy on the side. We're not here at Mongrel Hours. We're here at a perfectly respectable time. Yes. Of 1022 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to break this down, to talk about a couple of things and then to send everyone off into the holidays full of love and joy and hockey wisdom in their hearts. Guys, how are we doing?
0: Good. I'm going (laughs) to. I'm okay. I was leaving it to Anthony, but I'll start doing good. What a, what a night last night was what a kook show game that was um holy jesus i didn't see that happening i mean you had uh we'll talk about the game i'm doing great russ it's uh, a couple days till christmas i know everybody's sick i'm reading on here uh but doing good we'll be glad to talk hockey for a little bit here anthony any anything you want to expound upon other
2: than just saying good so just kind of yeah, no, well, so here's just to kind of give everyone a, a rundown. So last night, I'm not at, I'm not watching the game live. I actually watched it after the fact. I watched it when I got home. Uh, I was down at the Sixers covering the Sixers game last night. Um, so I got to see that, that, uh, beautiful basketball game last night. But, uh, I got home and of course I was following along with what was going on and I was just like, you know, thinking that, uh, Boy, they must have—you know—heart must have been terrible, and you know, geez, what? And then there must have been like this incredible comeback, and this game must have been fantastic. Oh my, what did I miss? <clears throat> and after watching it, I'm going to sound like a grumpy Gus today. All right, oh and it's, come it's on, Festivus, not right before so it's Christmas the is ge- Okay, care, it's
1: Christmas time.
2: It's Festivus. Okay, but the, but the fact of the matter is, okay. and Bundy, you tell me if I'm wrong but what I watched in that game yesterday well last night after I got home that was a very sloppy poorly played hockey game it had great speed kudos to the flyers for never giving up staying in the game but the mistakes that were made on both ends of the ice were so bad so egregious it was ugly hockey and I i was yeah. I'm following, like I said, I'm following along on Twitter and I'm thinking, holy hell, I'm missing this great hockey game. And when I went back and watched it, I was just like, what are we watching, people? This was <clears throat> this was pond hockey is what this was. This was a track meet. These are the games that that coaches absolutely can't stand because their team isn't playing fantastic. And on top of that. It was so funny, Russell, you know, you're putting out the, your tweets like I was right about Carter Hart. Other than the sixth goal, he played a pretty damn good game. He was pretty good at that. So like, I was like, he wasn't that. I'm gonna that I'm bad. gonna admit all something those first here. Period Aunt. goals were all breakdowns in front of him.
1: I'm gonna admit something to you. I wasn't watching the game. I was taking yeah. care of a sick baby. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I saw the score. Obviously. <laughs> and then I went, all right then, yeah, and I put obviously. out my tweet, and I regret nothing. I don't. Uh I will say, though, he the the one thing that I think you can say, all right, the the first four goals weren't on heart You can make a case, I guess, of all five. One thing that he did have an issue with last night was rebounds. However, given the velocity on some of the shots and given the position that, that the shots were being taken from, I don't really fault him. I don't really think he could have done much with it. The sixth goal was a bad goal to give up because that ultimately – Um, That came at an inopportune time. You were on the verge of securing two points on the road right before Christmas. That one can't happen. That's one that he's absolutely going to want back. Um, But all that said, I think you look at this once again, and it's a game where teams in Flyers past would have absolutely rolled over and died. And this team, I mean, the Nick Sealer thing was really, it seemed like the moment that the game kind of turned on its head. Uh, and the way that his teammates kind of backed him up and the the way that they uh, sort of fed off the energy of that fight, it kind of goes to show all the people who act like hitting and fighting and the good old-fashioned game uh, has no place in the modern NHL are wrong. The team responded in a big way, and they, they roared all the way back. They had a chance to win, and you lost in the skills competition. There's still positives to take away from that game last night.
0: Um, I'll tell you what I thought I saw in the game last night. I saw an absolutely hideous first period by the Flyers. Am I, am I the one that's cutting out?
1: I don't, I don't hear you cutting out at all. He's fine.
0: Um, I don't know. There's a little delay, but I don't know. Hopefully it's not mine. Um,
1: I think Ant's actually frozen. I'm going to, I'm going to drop him out here. And if you can hear me drop out and come back. All right, go ahead, Bundy.
0: Um, the game, the first period last night was just, a, like, abhorrent. It was awful. And mm-hmm. I think when you look at the – I I thought that the interview the other night with Torts after the game uh, two nights ago, the home game lost to Nashville, I thought that he said something after he saw uh, some stuff slipping in or creeping into their game a little bit that he noticed beforehand. Um, the first period tonight was awful. I don't want to say Hart was left – to hang out to dry, but he was not great either. I don't think he was particularly great. Um, Detroit, after the first period, just went to bed. Like it was unbelievable how bad they were. They were so bad the last 40 minutes, it was unbelievable. That was one of the sloppiest games, Anthony is right that you'll find. Uh, it was hard to make a pass. It was just it was one of those games where guys were trying to show their skill. And it's like they could see it in their heads, but they just couldn't execute it. It was just a mess. But that being said, it was great. Um, James Reimer's the worst goalie in probably the league right now. I mean, I can't tell you how bad a goalie he have you have to beat it to do what he did last night. You know what's amazing? The Flyers actually had a lead in that hockey game at one point. It was six five for the Flyers, which probably down the road people will forget. They'll probably think they were down six one. It'll be like one of those Mandela effects, Russ, that we were talking about the other night. But you know what? Um, It was just a bizarre game. And they're going to happen sometimes. There was no semblance of anything great. Um, The goaltending was not good, but the the game was entertaining from a viewing standpoint. If you're a Flyers fan coming back, it ended up good for everybody last night. It was kind of like a Christmas uh, bonus for every fan last night. The Red Wings get their two home points after losing four straight, and the Flyers get a valuable one point after – absolutely shitting the bed in the first period. I mean, that was bad, really bad. It was uh, bad. The game was sloppy. It was not well played. Uh, Patrick Kane had a good start for Detroit. I'm trying to think of a Flyer that played well. There was some in the second period, like the Flyers outshot Detroit. Mm-hmm. Detroit's not a real heavy team. And once the Flyers kind of established what they were trying to do, it still wasn't great. But it was better than that first period. I mean, that first period, when you got guys like tap dancing with a stick around the net and making plays like and putting it in empty nets, you've had a rough, rough, rough uh, start to the hockey game. So yeah. I'll say this, moving forward, they have to make sure that they're a little bit more prepared. Um, yeah, This is one of those things right now where the good teams will figure out really quick how to nip this in the bud really quick because – it can get out of hand, and you can go lose five out of six or six out of seven when you get yeah. followed into the wrong trend. I'm a huge like I don't know what happened in this league over the last twenty five years or twenty years, but I've never you know like like I talked about before those two or win two or three, you know or win three lose one like the little trends, of streaks that good teams go on. I've never seen such roller coaster streaks in a league like this. It is a it's a win and keep winning league until you lose and then you keep losing. Um, yeah. Very very unbelievably trendy like that. So, I always said um just just for the flyers like they have to just make sure that they can, they don't anybody at the top can't go lose 5 in a row. You have yep. to keep garnering points because if you look at the standings, there's just a couple few teams behind them at one point and you don't want to be back down at uh 7 uh 7th or 8th again in the conference uh, battling for it. So, you know everybody here is saying, uh, you know, people are excited about the playoffs and and I am too, but Like Torch said the other night, man, we're only at game like 32. There's 50 left to go. And the first 30 games realistically, um, is, is relatively, um, I don't want to say easy to play, but it's the easiest part of the schedule. There's nothing after January 1st that suggests that the league is going to get easier, um, The best example I always give people is the St. Louis blues. Like they're when they won the cup that year, their season started on January 3rd or 4th when they played the flyers. And that's when they turned it around, started playing playoff hockey almost every night. Um, Flyers have some work to do. They got a tough schedule. Uh, They've got a brutal month of January, if I'm not mistaken. And they're going to have to find a a groove and they're going to have to find a way to, to be more consistent and level in terms of their gameplay, which they have been, they've lost two in a row, but I think at the same time, if you're the Flyers right now, um, you just have to – a really good team, which you want to see, you want to get right back on your horse again and get back in the win column. So the
1: the January thing is interesting because so much of what is going to happen with this team um, I think is really going to come down to next month. Because when you look at it, like we talked about this on the Press Row Show post game, um, but they have two, four, six, eight – it's nine games – uh, at home in the month of January. And they have one, two, three, four, five on the road. So if if you're going to look at a time where this team can prove that it's legit or or the other way, this should be the time. Like this, I guess, would be officially like nut crunching time, right? Like it, this is gonna tell you how much the fan base believes in this team's ability and how much they believe that this team could be on the verge of doing something, Right. Because if you get good attendance and if you get home ice advantage in nine of these games, th- there's a chance that you can come out of that with a winning record. Like, all right, let's 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 look at the schedule really quick. Uh, once the new year hits, they're on the road at Edmonton. Then they're home against Columbus, home against Calgary, home against Pittsburgh, home against the Canadiens. Then they're on the road at Minnesota, Winnipeg, and St. Louis. They come home for four straight, Dallas, Colorado, Ottawa, and Tampa. And they're on the road against Detroit, and they're home against Boston. Now, there are some doozies on the home schedule, right? Like, you never want to have to play Boston. You don't like to have to play Tampa, Colorado. Do you hear that? What's that? It's Anthony dialing up his AOL. Dude, I don't know what's going on with him. He's tried a few times to, like, hop back in, and he's saying that, like, when he's behind the scenes, he can hear fine. And as soon as he comes back onto the screen, he can't hear But, like, his video quality looks like it's being filmed through a potato. It must be that Delco internet, you know? Holy
0: fuck, Anthony. They got the internet fucking a few years ago. It's a lot better than that. And
1: there it is. 13 minutes in, the first Bundy Bomb, and it's not anything (laughs) angry. It's just right. Here, I'm
2: going to. Here, he's like Ready? he's looking there for is. a phone line
1: he's just like this the like the, the the sheer panic that's set in his face that panic hasn't been seen since i poured the coffee all over my keyboard so um Look, I, I do think January is going to be huge. There was a comment here that I saw before that that I think is really uh, uh a good kind of comment on how last night's game went. And it was about how, you know, despite the fact that he gave up that sixth goal and it wasn't it wasn't a good one to give up, Hart was fantastic in the in the uh, in the overtime.
0: Oh, like he made, there was, a save, was there a save at the end of the third that was just unbelievable.
1: Like yeah, save,
0: game saver in the end of the third period.
1: This looks better. Whatever Ant just pulled up. I'm guessing this is on his phone. No, I went onto a different computer. Well, it looks – you look great. Thanks. You're a hunk. <laughs> hey, did you ever want to see two ants? Because there you go. There's two ants. I didn't turn off <laughs> the other computer.
2: There you go. Now you can't see the other ant. Ant, that computer's clean. You can actually remove me from the thing. So anyway,
1: um, no, like it, 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 it is interesting. Like he had a few in that overtime that were insane. He had some great saves that that could have been backbreakers, obviously. And he held his own. I threw out something on, on Twitter really quickly, and you know me. I like to say stupid things on Twitter, and sometimes it upsets no. people. <laughs> but I made a comparison. I said, I said this was not a serious thing. I was trying to preface it with, let's have fun for a second. Let's not be so fucking sensitive all the time. Let's have a little bit of fun here in the holidays. And I said, years ago, the Philadelphia Union. I Andre Blake, who was the best goalie in MLS, to put in John McCarthy, who was a penalty specialist, right, in big moments. And I said, last night, when the game was on its way to a shootout, I said, just in, in theory, if you had the ability to swap out Carter Hart for Sam Erson, who's been sensational, has won three shootouts for the team this year, wouldn't it be an interesting thought experiment to, to switch goalies? Now, I get the fact that Erson would have absolutely some, I, pulled a groin,
2: torn no, a groin. No, I think You're somebody's cold. somebody's done that before, and I forget who it was. It's happened once or twice in the NHL. I just, an, I just think it's an interesting thing. Like, Erson is really, really good in
1: penalty shootouts. I'm not saying that in a meaningless regular season game. Well, but we're just second, like in, second, in wait, theory. Wait,
2: wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Cool. Wait a second. Can, yeah, what? let me just stop you for a second because of this. Please is, do. Are we, are we trying to say Carter Hart is not good in, in these shootouts?
1: I'm just saying that I think Urson. If 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 my mo- if it were my money on the line, right? If you gave me, if if I put a hundred dollars down, oh, oh God. I would rather have Sam Urson in in a penalty shootout based uh, on how he's how he's performed in it this year. You, you do realize
2: that I'm not saying go- the card heart's been bad. He's been no. fine, perfectly fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's totally fine in the in a shootout. Mm-hmm. I mean, is Urson has Urson proven to be better over a small sample size of games? Okay, fine.
0: I agree with Anthony on this one here, yeah, Russ. Like everybody's gotten like kind of like the Urson, Urson hard on. Um, oh, <laughs> that's a new shirt available like at it. shop that's still the <laughs> cool. Um, no, I'm just saying, like it's just it's in the moment. I mean, and he's played great, right? Like he's played really, really well. But so so did Hart. Like Hart was playing great too. He got sick. I'm willing to give them a pass last night. I mean, believe me, I've been sick before where you come back in and even if you're feeling better, it still doesn't feel like you're the same. It feels like you're almost in the clouds a little bit till you get going again and your blood gets flowing in that hockey game. But listen, the Flyers have been afforded excellent goaltending by both these guys. And that's great. I still, I'm going to say this until someone really proves me different. Carter Hart is still the number one goaltender on this hockey team. And, We've had a goalie fill in and and while he was out and, and in relief at other games and he's been terrific. But let's not lose sight of this so quickly where we're starting to call Urson the one and Hart the two. The way I look at it right now is is what I said, Hart's the one. And if you have other goaltenders in your system, which the Flyers do, then you've discovered a real asset in in and an ability to, if you decide, like Anthony said the other day, we talked about it. You have to move one of the two of them. Boy, you could get yourself a massive haul coming back because this league is full of fucking shit goaltending, and we saw it
2: on full display
0: from the Red Wings the other night. Holy and, you hell.
2: Know, was was, yeah. was James Reimer bad last night?
0: Oh, Dude, awful. But I see this kind of goaltending every night. If you see a backup goaltender in this league now, because there's about – you're looking at probably 100 goaltenders in this league – that are being rotated around. How no many of those fucking guys are actually good? Not a lot of them, guys. You got about four or five excellent goaltenders in a starting role in this league. And the rest of them, teams hold their breath, cross their fingers every fucking night, hoping that that guy gets the job done. I'm being serious. Yeah. Nobody says it. It's the worst kept seeker in the league where teams go through and go, oh, my God, I got this great roster. But look at this fucking goalie. And I know they say it. Every GM. Well, every GM will say it about a goalie anyway, even if they're good, because they think they should stop every puck. But the reality is, when you look through it, man, there's some bad, bad goalies in this league, and we see them on display every night. And I'm going to say it last night, that Hart had a rough first period last night that his team, they did. But if you look at, if I look at that, and I'll say this too, that game deserved to go to a shootout like no other game did this year. Two fucking teams that played like that, the Flyers in the first period, the Red Wings in the second and third, and two goalies that were absolutely brutal at both parts of that game, but Reimer was worse. Um, that des- that game deserved to go to a shootout last night. But I'm just telling everybody, be happy that there's two good goalies, goalies in Flyer land, and I'm sure the hell not going to blame Carter Hart for losing a shootout last night. You know, like, it happens. He gave the team a chance. He made some huge saves late. Yes, he gave up six um
2: but that's the way it goes you know he gives up he gives up six and I, I and i will stand stand by the fact that the first period tell me a goal that he absolutely has to have because there isn't one those five goals that they let up in the first period were mistakes that were made away from the goalie that were errors made in front the only one that you could sit there and say that hart is responsible for and has nothing to do with the way he was playing in the goal was the one goal where it gets wrapped around and he's, he should stop it. It's a, it's a, just like a dump in and he goes behind the net to stop. It misses. It comes back out the other side and then they get a shot on goal and a rebound and the rebound goes in. Right. So that's, that's what that, that's all that was. Right. So, I mean, that, that's it. Other than that, I mean, there was mistakes abound. Walker, Sean Walker gambled on to bring it on the first goal and it sets up the, the, the shot by Lark and it hits the post. And then, kane puts in the rebound um uh, the the travis sanheim um uh, sealer leaves on that rim nick sealer leaves patrick kane so for the second goal i I wrote all these down right i'm just looking at down at the notes here the the power play goal that sprong's goal i mean that's a bad penalty by Mm -hmm. uh sanheim like it's just a lazy penalty that sets up that power play There was zero help for him on the comfort goal. He makes two great saves, and the defensemen are standing there watching it, watching the puck get loose, and Comfort bangs it in. You know, I mean, so, I mean, for for God's sake, all of these goals are not on Carter. It was bad play in front of him. Yeah. I mean, yes, the last goal, the last goal cannot happen. The sixth goal. Cannot happen. That's a terrible, terrible goal. I'm not trying to defend the sixth goal, but to sit there and say Carter Hart had a bad night all night is, is ridiculous. He had one bad goal, and it was the unfortunately the one that forces overtime and you know, loses you know, they lose a point out there.
0: You know, you know what I loved, guys, in this game though? No, I will say this. I was thinking, I, think, I actually wrote a little few notes last night for this morning just to think because I, I was thinking, one of them was, I love that Torts left Hart in the Nets after the first. Like, he didn't give make it easy and say, oh, you know what? You're having your night. We're going to put Sam in. No, get the fuck out there. Go play, and let's see if our team responds. That was good coaching by him last night. Like, I, I love that. No, we're not going to get you off the hook. This other guy's played, you know, five of the however many games, the last five. Our team stunk, and, and you weren't great. Get back out there right now. And he did a great job. Like, I, I, I love that. That's accountability. Um, Reimer – Reimer in Detroit went to sleep after one. Reimer is just—I mean, it, it's brutal. And I said the last one, the shootout is exactly where this game deserved to go. Yeah, exactly. You, you, know, you
2: know who was really bad in that game last night? And and it's funny because again, I'm at the Sixers and I'm looking at Twitter, and of course, everybody goes nuts because he scored a goal. Right? Shane Gostisbeere—that he was—he made more mistakes for Detroit in the second and third period that allowed flyer goals to happen, that I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. Like, all these people are calling, like, we should just well, – wow, why don't we have ghosts anymore? And I'm like, oh, my God. He was so bad. He was so bad defensively. for, But it wasn't just him. I mean, the Red Wings fell asleep in the last two periods. They really, they really did. Uh, but my, my Lord. <laughs> it, was a bad, it was a bad game. And you know what? And I'm sure – I don't know if you guys talked about it in the four minutes that I was out on the internet. Um, did, did, did anybody talk about the, the what happened with the Nick Sealer fight?
1: Yeah, I, well, I, we did not talk about what happened. Really right get into it. I, I only mentioned the fact that it was a good momentum shift, but we do need to talk about it. Before we do, Ant, I just wanted to pull this up really quick because we, we have somebody who's very upset in the comments. Oh. Teddy. Teddy has been asking multiple times for uh, you guys to fire me uh, from the show since they're not going to blow it up. Um, but he, you know what, in not answering or bringing his comments up, he now
2: sent us a super chat. So I guess, Teddy. Thanks, Ted. Merry Christmas. To answer the question, we're not going to fire Russ. Although I do have another grievance with Russ that we're going to get into in a little bit. I love that. We'll get into it. When um, did Erson become,
1: um, or Um, he, he didn't, he, he did. He's actually better. So there you go. All right. <laughs> back to your point. Ant. Oh, now i if I uh, will absolutely
0: troll Teddy e from now on. Go ahead. So I knew great. this I knew this from day one. This was like when he came here, I'm thinking like, so here's the thing with Ghost. First of all, really great guy. Like a, just a good person. Awesome person. Awesome. Yeah, this has nothing to do with the quality of the person. Offensively, very good when he got here. He was a classic case of the league having no idea who he was, nor caring who he was. Like he yeah. came in. And no one's like, oh, the Flyers got a new defenseman, and he ended up getting like what seventeen game point streak to start his career, like set a record. He, the thing that I realized with Ghost right away, and and he's playing in this league because there's so many teams. That's why he's just there's there's you don't have to be great defensively. There's just too many players that are needed in this league. When he got here, the the biggest thing with Ghost that people didn't know, he's not a great skater. He is not a fast, straight-line skater. In fact, he's not. If you put him in a foot race with anybody, he ain't winning anything. What he was was shifty left to right, right to left. You have Mm -hmm. that step. And then when guys kind of picked it up a little bit, when it wasn't five-on-five, it made it a little bit easier to to cover him. But, again, he still picks up points in the power play. He still gets shots through sometimes. Um, But he's not a good player in his own zone. And he is not a fast straight line skater. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. did not have a good night last night. And I've seen him play like that in flyers uniforms quite a bit. Um, we actually I, gave up a second round pick to get rid of him too.
1: Yeah, that's him. true. Yeah, and I, before I, you dive in, there's a warning here from Steve on Twitter. If you badmouth ghost, O'Connor is going to have another Twitter tiff with you.
2: O'Connor <sighs> was, who? It was, it was, Charlie it,
1: O'Connor had, a, had a, an issue with something in Anthony's story.
2: Yeah, but and, it was—it was, it was just. It, I think it was a misunderstanding. Within like of the twenty context, minutes
1: of the story all. going up, he read the story and and went out of his way to to tweet at Anthony and uh, No, I think I they think was, I think they resolved it. They didn't have to go to fisticuffs. So no, it was that's, a, that's, that's hashtag he can, growth here in twenty twenty. I think right? he
2: misunderstood. I just think he misunderstood the 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 message that I was going for with the story. That's all. Mm. Well, who that, gives a it.
0: fuck what they think anyway?
2: No, I because well, I mentioned uh, <laughs> just real quick. I mentioned how Torts will get his message out publicly that he wants to get out publicly regardless of the questions he's being asked. And I said he wants – he gets angry at the media because we don't ask the the right questions in his mind. And so I pointed out three questions that were asked at the press conference, including mine, that Mm -hmm. he gave a a non-answer or a brief answer to the actual question and then flipped to talking about what he really wanted to talk about and i guess charlie took a little bit of offense to the way i described his question that's all and i i just basically said i think you misread it that's all that's not what i was going for but anyway that was two games ago now at this point um so i think that but but what i wanted to talk about was the the what happened on the nick sealer fight mm-hmm. because once again here's a grievance the nfl I mean, nfl nhl and their referees are a Goddamn disgrace okay disgrace bundy here's what happens i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go with this uh, it, it's step by step and, and then you just you can react so there's a penalty being called on fisher for i think it was hooking or whatever and he was hooking sealer or whatever and he loses his stick and so then sealer's like following the puck around the wall and fisher just flat out crushes him against the boards okay kind of gets a little high on him Sealer gets, you know, reacts. He gets nice, pissed off. They both drop gloves. They fight. They both throw punches. They separate, go to the box. The referee calls the two minute hook. Then he calls Sealer two minute instigation, five minutes for fighting. Does not give a five minute major to Fisher, who actually dropped his gloves and threw a punch. Got a, got, threw a punch in. So Sealer loses his mind. Loses his mind, starts mfing the guy from the from the penalty box. They give him the referee. Then tacks on another misconduct on Sealer and tosses him from the game from the penalty box. Okay, then the referees get together. They all huddle like they they like they are wont to do because nobody knows what the hell's going on. And then they realize, oh, we need to give the other guy a five minute major as well, which they did and they got it right. But Nick Sealer's been thrown out from the game at this point. They never announced the second major, okay, nor do they rescind the game misconduct that they threw him out for complaining that they didn't give the other guy a, a major for fighting. And it's a, it's an embarrassment. And it's the same referee. And I actually I, I wrote his name down, Garrett Rank. He's the oh. same referee. Next period, I mean it's his his refereeing is rank. I mean, that's it really is bad. This, the next period, there's opening face-off of the next period, he kicks Coots out of the opening face-off circle. Yeah. Okay. For something stupid. The period hasn't even started yet. They're they're bitching about that. And then because he wants to be, you know, tough guy on it, he drops the puck before the red wing center is even ready. Same face off. And then the red wing center is complaining to him. And then there's a penalty that he calls on Cam Atkinson in the third period, which is an absolutely terrible penalty. Oh, yeah. One that he he called on Gostas Bear, and Gostas Bear said that the flyer was diving and did that little extra show them that he was diving. And he threw an extra two minute minor onto onto Gostas Bear. It's a referee who doesn't know how to control the game and really takes everything personally. And that's a problem. That's really real. It's a real problem in the NHL.
0: There used to be a really good layer of communication between referees and players in the league. And it was like a business relationship in a lot of ways where the refs would come up to you. And uh, if you had like a holding call, who was close. Carrie Fraser, great example. the best, Like one of the best. He'd come up like, yeah. hey, buddy, I got to call that next time. You know, like just it'd be early in a game. And he would if you did it. And he'd say, I warned you. But there was a lot of respect between it. The problem with the refs now, they're arrogant fuckers. And they walk in with suits as nice as the players. Uh, they get these limo cars driving them into the back of these buildings. They never played, a, most of them never played any fucking wear at all. Uh, they they ref a lot of these games and, and on the way up, they have no sense of the game. They have no understanding of the game, especially the physicality that used to go into it. But I saw somebody saying stuff about like, but the, um, the league and Gary, this is what Bettman wanted. He wanted a league where everybody can, everybody can play and you you don't have to get hit and you can come in and you can go wheel around and and never get touched. And I'm going to train my refs to call anything that looks vicious. There's nights guys where there's not even any hits. And that's because it's been dictated from the top and the refs. I hate to say it like that. Most of them don't really know what they're doing. They really don't. They work their way up, and I'm going to tell you this too: they'll hate if they see they hear this. It's a popularity contest. It's who fucking goes out and works over who the most at the top, and then you get they pick their little favorites like everybody else, and it's whoever, whichever refs kiss the ass at the top the best, well, they get the jobs. It's like broadcasting.
2: Hey, here's here's the thing, <laughs> somebody somebody. <laughs> So somebody has, the, somebody has the question and Russ had the, the, the comment up where they said, does any league have good refs? And and the fact of the matter is, is they do. And I'm going to I'm going to say this. It Just be blunt about this. The, where, there are so many games that happen where we don't complain about officiating. Right. So many games that happen where we don't. There are so many games happen that we do, but there are games that happen that we don't. And you know why you don't? Because those games are well officiated right on in any sport okay there's games where you don't complain about the umpiring in baseball because they got it they had a good game there's games where you don't complain about you don't even notice the officials in hockey or in basketball or the nfl because that you only complain about it when they're bad when they're when they're being bad and then when it would, the, the thing that bothers me is the guys that are repeatedly bad and nothing is done about it okay it's one thing look Officials are gonna miss calls. We know that that's part of the game. Okay. We know it's (laughs) gonna we we know we know AEW does not have good officials. WWE does, (laughs) see? It depends on your promotion. See? Right. But we know like we know officials are gonna miss game or miss calls every once in a while. It happens. They know it, they're imperfect. It's fine. Okay. It's the matter in which though look, you miss one. That doesn't mean you need to make it up. It doesn't mean that you need whatever. You just just get get the next one right or get the next 10 right, 11 right. You're going to be fine. It, it's the problem is, is I think that we have a situation like we had the other night uh, in the home game um, uh, against Nashville where they m- blew the call on the penalty, on the major penalty, that they then decided that they had to have two more minors called against the Flyers to make up for it. And then all of a sudden, after calling seven penalties in the second period on two teams, they didn't call a thing in the third period. So, like, how how does the game change? There's no flow, right? Because they're just they're trying to they're trying to make up for themselves. They're trying to cover their own asses. You can't have that. That's bad officiating.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's an arrogance, really. There really is an arrogance that I find absolutely unbelievable. They almost give you like the talk to the hand.
2: Yeah, you're not worthy. Yeah. Of, you're
0: not worthy of speaking to me. I'm an yeah. NHL ref. That's right. Not all of them. I want I want people to understand it's not all of them. No. But boy, it, it's more than fucking three quarters. It's bad. It is. It is bad. That's a lot.
1: I mean, I've seen people in the comments have been comparing it to like the Angel Hernandez thing that the Phillies got uh got into with him yeah. during the season. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's it, very strange.
2: You, you, know, you know who had a really good game last night? Who's that ant? The fourth line.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. They
2: yeah. were great last night. Lawton and Hathaway and, and DeLaurier, great game all the way around. Whenever they were on the ice, they were making things happen. I mean, they got to end up with two goals. All right. Lawton scored one. Hathaway scored one. Um, but they were really it's, – it's more than the fact that they scored two goals. I thought that their best shifts were some of the shifts that they didn't score on. They mm-hmm. were just sustaining offense in, the, in, the, in that end. And I think that that line, ever since they made the switch and put Lawton down and paling up, I think has been a good a good switch for the Flyers. It, that line's really gotten going again with them down there.
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah.
2: And uh one other one other note that I think maybe kind of got lost in the shuffle yesterday. Um, Tyson Forster got demoted off the top line down to the second line. Um and uh don't think I mean I know he had the assist on on Lawton's goal because he gets the shot on goal, but other than that, I, I thought he was kind of absent again and i'm starting to wonder if a little bloom is coming off that rose right now um again first full season in the nhl maybe he's kind of hitting a little bit of a wall or something but i'm just wondering if there's something there um well, there's a lot of money a lot of to. money
1: in the bank with him in torts but eventually the money out yeah, he got runs a free
0: out. pass the first 18 games of the year
1: yeah so that that money boring, has that know. money's run out he maybe he took a loan and now he's uh, he's <laughs> defaulting on it yeah. We'll see. Um, I mean, there, there's the grind, right? And like, again, you're doing a lot of travel. This month, they were not home a lot. January, you're going to see what it looks like when you're actually here for extended periods of time. And you'll see if the guy has his legs under him. You have to hope, like of, of all the young guys that have kind of gone on the roller coaster this year, he's one where the, the heights haven't remained as prolonged as others on the team.
2: Uh, someone asked if we we're going to have Morgan Frost compliments. I'll give you a couple. I think that he had a couple really nice shifts in the second period. Um, you know, his goal he he uh, wins the face the face off win is the most important thing. Yes, he gets the tip in goal, and that's great. And, but the flyers obviously were trying to do that. They had three of their of their six goals were shots from the point and getting guys in front to redirect. I mean, that so there's obviously something with with Reimer that that was something that they really wanted to do. um and so they 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 did it. Um, because I guess he's you know, if you, you can get him down early and then maybe redirect past him, whatever. I got a thing on Wade Allison. I'm gonna get to that in a minute too. Um, but uh yeah, I mean give I think that was those were a couple of really good shifts for him. But I will say that their line, they get caught up. Um what what goal was it? I'm trying to see. They got they got stuck on the uh uh goal in the first period. I thought they got stuck on the ice because they, they couldn't, they got hemmed in. Then they iced the puck. They got stuck and it forced, it allowed Detroit to bring the first line back out. And they were playing with great speed and like they couldn't do anything against that line. And then Go scores the goal. So I think that that was a, a bad shift by that line. So they, I think they were a little up and down overall. But I, you know, second period, give Frost a lot of credit. I think he had a, a nice period there. And Agreed. the Wade Allison thing, he was scratched. He was oh, scratched, was scratched right, for the Phantoms uh, again. Um, the Flyers have been trying to get people to see if they would take him, and they have not. He cleared waivers earlier this year. I, I'm starting to think that the there is uh, not much of a NHL future for Wade Allison at this point.
0: Anthony, so. does he have a bad attitude, or is it just his play, or is his attitude with his play, or is he just not a good player?
2: I I just think it's a I think it's a thing, Bundy, where he's a guy who they had a lot of hope for and there and you could see why i mean you could see that that power forward type player in there um but he was he gets hurt he got hurt so many times that i think now he's just not i think he got i think he got old early does that make any sense like i I think that he's just not he's not he needed to play a certain style in order to be successful And he can't really play that style because he's constantly getting hurt. And so when he's not playing that style, he becomes not a good player. So I don't think it's a – look, when you say is it a bad attitude, I know he did not handle the demotion down to the Phantoms well, and that's not a good thing. Um, But I never got the sense that he was a a bad attitude in the locker room. I just thought it was he probably didn't like the fact that he got sent down and thought that he should have – been given more of an opportunity and you know maybe that kind of attitude is the issue i don't know but it's i don't think he's going to be part of this well, um here you go.
1: sean sean c with the uh the report from uh being a phantom season ticket holder wait has to be done here i'm a phantom season ticket holder and you forget he's there 90 percent of the time yeah yeah not ideal hey you know what though you might forget about certain things but one thing you won't forget are the memories that you'll make on the Clearwater Combo Trip here with Snow the Goalie yes! and Philly Sports Trips. It's been up on the screen the whole time. It's in the description below. It's also in the little banner thing going across the bottom of the screen. And if you're listening in the podcast feed, close your eyes and picture. Beautiful Clearwater, Florida. March 7th to the 10th. The Snow the Goalie trip where we head down to Flo Rida to the Sunshine State. We're going to hang out Thursday. Friday we have a Phillies-Astros spring training game. And either on Thursday or Friday, we're going to have a meet and greet, a big party, uh, an event at a uh, a bar and restaurant. Going to have a, a blast. You can come out, hang out with the three of us. There are also going to be some other people, from what I've gathered. There's a, a good chance that we'll have some uh, some guests uh, who we might announce at some point here for that get-together. And then, of course, on Saturday on the trip, we'll be going to Tampa Bay where the Flyers are going to take on the Lightning. And as, as Anthony mentioned on the Press Row Show the other day, Torts is going to be recognized as part of the uh, the Lightning Stanley Cup winning team from 20 years ago. So that'll be uh, nice to have some Flyers fans down there to also join in the cheering for Torts. Perhaps you go over to shop.snowthegoalie.com and buy your I'm a Torts guy or I'm a Torts girl shirt. You can wear that with pride uh, as the Flyers take on the Lightning. So if you've ever been meaning to get down to a spring training game or you've wondered what it's like to go from the beach to the rink,
2: Now's your chance. I, I will tell you, as you know, I was down in spring training last year for uh, 10 days, um, and uh, the Flyers were also down in Tampa while I was down there. And I went to the game. And you got to remember, last year, the Flyers were terrible, right? And I went to that game in Tampa, and there was still a pretty good t- Flyers contingency there. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know what? Even with a bad team, they still so the Flyers fans, as great as they are, still showed up. And I thought, you know, this would be kind of a cool thing now, especially with the team doing well. You know, yeah. maybe there'll be even more Philadelphia people. I mean, look, you're going down. Everybody wants to go down to spring training. Everybody wants to go down to see the, you know, get an opportunity to see the Flyers in Florida. Florida, beginning of March, is a great time to be down there. Join us. Let's do it. Let's do a trip. Come hang out with us. It'll be a good time.
0: Yeah. It'd be awesome. I'm looking it's forward gonna be to a lot it. Of fun.
2: Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. going to
0: be a lot of fun. Yeah. Got to snow the goalie so. speedo and everything. I'm super excited. <laughs> wow. Is wow. that from the store? The snow the goalie the, the banana hammock. <laughs> oh,
1: I want to see you come out in the Borat one. Do you remember the the lime green Borat one that had the skinny straps going all the way up? Yeah. So, so can, <laughs> can I get to my? We are not going to make intern Andrew wear that. Can I get <laughs> on the on the trip?
0: <laughs> That's it, intern Andrew with a snow the goalie banana hammock.
2: Yeah, Russ. By the way, you got to get that. You got to get that uh, clip out. That's such a great
0: clip. I
1: have it. I I was going to drop it on Christmas Eve, but I do have it. I have it all ready to
2: go with Intern Andrew's
1: uh, beautiful rendition (laughs) of uh, a poem that he created
2: himself. It really was fantastic. It's fantastic. It's so good. It was Uh, so good. I got to get to my. I got to get to my grievance with Russ. I got to get to it, Bundy. And I think that I think you're going to have to weigh in on this one because I've noticed I've noticed something with our boy. He's he's sneaky. Our boy is a little sneaky. sneaky. Yeah, he's sneaky. a little sneaky. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I, you know, we do this this fun little pick the, the games every every night thing, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and you know, tracking. We're keeping track of it. And Russ has made like a little graphic that he can put up. And, you know, he got another point last night because um, the Red Wings won the game and he picked the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. All great. All great. But here's the thing. What's that? At what point? I know what
0: you're going to say. I know it. At Go what ahead. point
2: this year? Has Russ ever picked before you and I?
0: Never. Fucking never, ever. He waits around, and he plays bookmaker. And you know what he does? It's fucking bullshit. You know how you got me stirred up? You know what, Russ? <laughs> Picking the next fucking 10 on your own. Fuck you. I just, I'm totally right. You know what you do? You wait for us to put our picks in. You know what? Because we actually have a semblance of having some balls and actually formulating a fucking possibility. You're like, ah, Anthony and Mundy uh, 4-3. Okay, I'm going to go the other side. I don't care <laughs> what he does.
1: It's not true then. And then he, and then he looks at it, right?
0: After the Flyers lose, mind you, right? No, I'm going to fucking throw you under the bus now for Christmas. <laughs> After the Flyers lose, 4-2, right? Because me and Anthony pick the win. He looks over, he goes 6-0 <laughs> and 0 for the rustache. Yeah, how's
1: that rustache doing now? How's that well, rustache doing now? <laughs> As you can see, the beard is growing back in, so last night doesn't count, although I have to take the one from the other night. It, it's now 6-1. and one. Look, everybody just looks for something positive to get behind and to believe in. Okay, now I will point out that unfortunately, and as much as I love Bundy and I love I love me some Bundy, Bundy is incorrect um, because what Bundy said it would would make sense if I always picked in line with you guys, which is not the case. In fact, I can pull up for you really quickly. No, we know the no no no. I can pull up for you the entire spreadsheet uh, that we're operating off of because yeah. I think it's important to note. And I think that the re- reason that Bundy's actually so upset is this section right here. Now, if we if we zoom in here real quick, let me let me take this uh, another step. Let's get. To what 200%. happened to the graphic? Huh? What happened to the graphic? I, I just didn't export this yet. Oh, okay. So if if we take a look here, I think this is why Bundy's so upset because Bundy has now gone six games in a row without picking a correct uh, uh, result, and I think that that's upsetting. And because as you can see here. There was a point in the season earlier where I went seven games in a row without a correct pick, and I think Bundy's now worried that he's going to match me um, at the next game for the longest (laughs) losing streak of the season. Now, as we've pointed out before, the real all-star has been intern Andrew. Since he came in, I believe he has the most points of any of us, right? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He has nine points since joining. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right, we're we're tied. Uh, Bundy one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. not bad. Ant though, one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six. So listen, all I can say it, it, is that Bundy, I hear, I hear your concern. You're, you're and, not, pro- and you're not proving hear, it. what you're, I hear you're, is you're a lot of concern here.
0: Not Would because, right. not just because. Tap right out of it, you're tap dancing all over the place. I,
1: I think that what's happening like right Nico now is, pointing is pointing that out. Like you're Nico just is a little
2: bit
0: upset out. that, not, that, that the
1: smallest person out. on the show has managed to have the biggest results of late. Here's what has had the most correct
2: score predictions of the season. I, I can't help it. All right, I'm just good at this. Here's what's going to happen. Okay, here's what's going to happen you are going to, uh, for the next for the next month, at least the next month, because that's how long this has been. We've really noticed this going on. Um, yes. For at least the next month, you mm-hmm. will put out your pick, and mm-hmm. then we will put out ours. That's yes. it. You go yeah. first. The whole month of January. You owe yes. it to us. That's it. We've done them first. Wait, I know it's every Here's time out that
1: needs send to happen. send the text, hold right?
0: On. It's like two minutes. to seven. Bo- wait, wait, hey guys, need your picks. Excuse and me. then you know what he does? He fucking runs and hides. Nope. He doesn't nope. say anything for seven or eight minutes. And as mm-hmm. soon as the game starts, he puts them out. Last night, I'm going to, I, I can confirm this. And then he fucked Russ last night and said, Russ, put out the list. We sent yeah. him the picks at like 10 to 7 i was doing bedtime with my kids. Break. No, no, you weaselled it. You went in. You're like, no. all right, let me see what we did. No, let me see how I can figure out a way to get no. points. It didn't matter. You know, you know what you did. You're a little weasel, and you're a that's fucking right. Christmas weasel, and that's <laughs> even worse. Yes,
2: yes.
1: This is true. This is true. That's really hurtful. <laughs> I don't. I don't name call here, Bundy. All right. I I stand by my results, and I stand by my integrity. Yeah, and I but, will tell you that I I will be happy to put my picks out first, and ten games from now when I'm still laying the smackdown on your candy ass, I don't know what go. you're gonna have to say then. All right, big fella, I'm just yeah. here. Bobby I'm always you're out right. here you're supporting Bobby, you. The and then here Heenan. we are on the that's show, exactly right before you are.
0: Christmas. No, no, that's you're not what's happening. You're Bobby Heenan. That guy's exactly right. Where is that? <laughs> I like that's that. Listen, I, I've been compared Trust to Paul Heyman and Bobby Heenan on the show today. I'm perfectly fine.
1: What, did they, what was Bobby's uh, nickname there, Bundy?
0: Bobby the Brains. You that's should right. have shit for Brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I, that's all great. Right. We wanted I, to put a little, is, Christmas, a little Christmas anger in the air. We did. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> we did. We succeeded. Yeah. Um, listen, I think that uh, in the in the grand scheme of things, guys, we're going to have what? We'll have one more. Is it one more show before the end of the year?
0: There's 2 not. A, to back there's, games. There's, guys they, have game,
2: they have three games next week. They're on yeah. the road trip. They're on the road trip out west. Okay.
0: Seattle, mind. Vancouver, so, then Seattle.
2: Okay. What we did talk about, and I,
1: I think that we need to get back to this, and this will be something for 2024. I, got a, I saw a tweet this morning that said, are you guys going to go back to doing regular shows, or is it always just going to be these recap shows? And the thing that I said to that person on Twitter is, really, the morning after show has kind of become the regular show. Um, But I do think that we need to probably, like, figure this out for 2024. A big thing that has kind of thrown a wrench into our plan is that the Flyers are finishing up that studio, the Snow the Goalie studio in Wells Fargo Center, uh, right by the Snow the Goalie sportsbook. And um, we had intended on, like, setting time aside to actually go into the studio and, like, do the show from there. And we haven't done it yet. And so as we've been doing that, it's like, we're trying to do this. And we're doing the, the press row show. And, like, you know what, maybe that's on us for not figuring out, like, a designated day or time or whatever. But, listen, we love all of you, and we hope that you love us back. And part of loving one another is understanding that we all have flaws. All right? Bundy hasn't picked the Flyers game correctly in six straight. Anthony couldn't get his first computer to work. And I have never had that last growth spurt that I've been looking for since I was 16 years old. We all have flaws. Okay. Um, but we will figure it out in 2024. What we can definitely tell you is that we will do a 100% before the end of the year, the end of the 2023 year, we will do a regular show where I think, guys, it's probably safe to say that we do a look back at the calendar year of 2023. Because lest we forget, this year did not start out with rainbows and smiles and thoughts of the postseason. This calendar year had a lot of shit happen. Including the booing and emasculation of Fletcher Mort at a season ticket holder event, including the ousting of Dave Scott, including the replacement of Fletcher Mort, including the arrival on the show and then pretty soon after departure from the organization of Val Camillo. There's been a lot in 2023. And I you think say that we Fletcher owe Mort? it to the people to do a 2023 year end recap. Because there's a lot, there's a lot. Yeah. Fletcher, Fletcher Mort, <laughs> he who must not, not be named. <laughs> so listen, we are, we are. Uh, I think just like always, we're thrilled to have spent some time with the wonderful listeners and viewers of Snow the Goalie and of the Morning After Recap and of the Press Row Show. We're grateful for all of you. Is there anything you guys want to say to these beautiful, wonderful people? in the comments and those who are listening after the fact in the podcast feed before we head out um, and rejoin them after Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes, pretty much. Merry it, Christmas. Thanks for giving us a listen. Yeah. Thanks for we, sticking we, with us and have a yeah. wonderful Christmas and, and holiday season with your family. We'll see yeah. you before the new year for sure.
2: For sure. For sure. Although there is a chance that, uh, that first uh, uh, Pope um morning after i'm not <laughs> i'm not with you guys but we'll see i have oh, an idea right. though, for that guys yeah, yeah.
0: Be- because they're both really late games what i was thinking was and maybe our fans could if, if they let us know i was thinking maybe taking both those games because they're back to back and then doing one big morning after after both of them because they are 10 and 10 30 starts i think out west so it's uh, up to you it depends. They're, they're both yeah. 10 o'clocks.
2: both 10 o'clock oh they're starts. 10 o'clock okay both 10 yeah. o'clock yeah um I, again, it's more up to you guys. I, I, may, I'm not, I may not be available on the 29th. Um, yeah. Depends on how recovery goes for me, but that's all right. Uh, having a, a mi- minor surgical procedure on the 27th, and it's not what you think. I'll tell you, it's I have a hernia. No, no, no,
1: don't tell people. I want them to guess what surgery <laughs> no, is Anthony no, having. No, I just done? said what it was. This is going to be, this was. is going to be like the Carter Hart thing <laughs> when he uh, opened up speculation, uh, and we had people saying all kinds of crazy stuff. What kind of surgery is Anthony having? Just take yeah. a guess out there. I just said it. I, I tried to talk it over was. it so it didn't spoil. Yeah. It. No, it's it's.
0: Boring. This is the best compliment you can get right there, Russ. Mary, yeah. that's your Christmas gift, Russ. David right Waitman's my new favorite person. David Waitman, this guy gave you a great Christmas present.
2: yeah stuff yeah so so all right Um, good luck
0: in your surgery oh uh, there's
1: a really good one in the comments do we feel comfortable bringing it up on screen no
2: no No,
1: we won't bring it up. But if you're watching on YouTube, Sean (laughs) M has a great. Oh, that one. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't. Was there another? What What was the one that you saw? I didn't even see it yet. Well, anyway, Sean M has a really good one. Except in order to reduce it, there would have to be one in the first. Oh, Oh. 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 is that awful? Okay. Yeah. Uh oh, Phyllis is wondering if you're having a vasectomy.
2: No, no, Uh, my children are all adults at this point. We're not. We're not in danger of that any longer. You're so, going through the procedure
1: of new internet. Yes. Based on how the show is
2: so right. I tell you so
1: what, right. I could
0: I could think of a Miami Dolphins receiver that might need a vasectomy. <laughs> I just I read that yesterday. I'm like, holy shit, what the hell goes on. It's unbelievable.
2: This world four man.
0: kids in like three months.
2: This world is these people are just unbelievable. I was actually having a conversation with someone last night down at the Sixers game about what the way certain athletes are these days. And it's just, it's unbe- it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, By the way.
0: Someone, uh, is he the record? Nick Cannon's got to be the record holder, right?
2: Oh, dude. Like Nick Cannon. Yeah, this,
0: look, Nick Nick fucking years. Okay. Merry Christmas. We'll take, we'll pick up on no, this
2: again. I, no, that's <laughs> all right. No, I did have one. I did have one other flyer thing. Cause it just reminded me oh, from talking to some one. people, talking to some people down at Wells Fargo last night. Um. apparently, and we had this, you know, the rumor that got out about, you know, Toronto wanting Ristolainen and then the Flyers to take some money back. Yeah, apparently they they also wanted Walker in the same deal and wanted the Flyers Mm -hmm. to take back like a ton of money on both players for the rest of this year. Well, Risto for three years and then Walker for the rest of this year. And really we're only offering like one decent draft pick. And it's just like, no. Danny was just like, no, I'm not giving you both guys for one draft pick, and we're eating money, too. So, no. um, yeah, I was told that last night, too. So, yeah. Anthony so,
0: Beauvillier is the one where I look at Anthony, and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, unless he went totally downhill, that package that sent him to Chicago yeah, ended up being nothing, like a fifth or sixth round pick, if I'm not mistaken, ultimately. And that's yeah. a guy that was the centerpiece in the Bull Horvat trade, so... I'm really interested to see what people's marketplace looks like as we we hunker down for the next two and a half months to the trade deadline. It's going to be interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it really is going to be interesting. It really is going to be interesting. So, Teddy,
1: if Teddy were the the GM of Toronto, we'd be in great shape. Risto and, and Walker for Austin Matthews, done. Yep yeah that'll happen no. all right well listen a big thank you to everybody who joined us this morning uh
2: oh, bundy, for this bundy, morning after I, did, show. I, I did have one other question for bundy yes sir. sorry Russ. no no i did have a question for bundy um spring uh springer cup or what is it Springer uh what's springer the... cup spring, yeah Springer cup um level of competition what do you think in that? pretty good Be- pretty, better pretty good better yeah. than better than the ahl you think
0: I would oh absolutely I would say yeah? so yeah I mean I played and I actually won a gold medal in that in uh, 1991 yeah. I think Okay uh, yeah why who's over there ant
2: Massimo Rizzo got named to the Canadian team for for that Ooh. So I yeah, thought it was kind it, of kind of interesting
0: That's a nice little honor for him yeah so what they usually do is take really good college players and yeah. if you could and then they mix them up with guys that play over there already and uh Great tournament. Yeah, that that's that's a good. That's absolutely I think a better, better league. Uh, I mean it's more of a skill type of play, you know, but it's not uh but again, it's you know what, it's like the NHL, I guess, now. It's not no one's dropping their gloves. There's a lot of good skill. Be a good tournament.
1: Yeah. Listen, yeah. I know that, that this has been brought up in the past and like we've kind of poo-pooed the notion. And I'm certainly not saying that Massimo Rizzo is gonna be a very good NHL player or or whatever, right? But like the stats he's put up for Denver this year have, have actually been quite good. Um, he's got 31 points in 18 games. But he's 22, and like, I get it. I get the, the thought here isn't that he's going to come in and be a top six guy. I get it. However, when you think about what the best teams in the league historically have done, it's find value along the margins. And ultimately, what you have there is potentially just a lottery ticket, a scratch-off. You don't know what it's going to end up being. But you got that because of the league screwing over the team on the Tony D'Angelo deal. And like if that ever amounts to anything, like if, if Rizzo ever does play for the Flyers and like plays decent minutes or or ever factors onto this team in any meaningful way, that will be one of those moves that you look back on and you say, you know what? That was a great move by Danny Briere to get something back uh, in what had ultimately been a kind of a fiasco and and maybe an overreach by the league yeah. in blocking them from making that that deal. So again, not saying that it's gonna amount to anything. However, if it does. That's one of those those moments where you look back and you go, huh, that's how this team started to do that turnaround. Not just on the NHL roster, but they found that value. So anyway, time for us to go. Everybody have a very Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you before Rust. the end of the year. What?
0: I just realized you look like fucking Hermy the Elf with a mustache. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's Hermie the Elf?
0: Again, Again, Anthony, generational gap just doesn't work. Who's Have a nice the Christmas, elf. Russ. Google Aww, the it. The
1: freaking claymation thing, man. No. Oh, he's the misfit elf. No. Come what on. You know about Hermie? You don't know who Hermie's the elf? dentist? Uh, from the Rudolph well, I mean, movie. I t- hate t- all the... Dude, I hate all the claymation movies. I really I do.
0: You know what, Russ? You're fucking Hermie the... with
1: a mustache. I really don't like the Christmas claymation ones. Why? Hey, before we go, before we go, top three Christmas movies, go. What are three Rudolph that you guys need reindeer, to see?
0: Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, okay. Uh and- Christmas movie Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. Uh Home Alone is my second favorite Christmas movie and uh I am going to go with uh um What's another gr- Oh, uh, Violent Night last year.
1: Really? <laughs>
2: Was it? Was was that Billy Bob Thornton?
0: I actually kind of liked it. It was actually kind of interesting. It was like this this mysterious Santa Claus that uh, gets like goes into a house and like there's robbers that rob the house, and he's like this old like cookie eating drunk Santa, and he uh, takes them all out. It's good. Die Hard is my favorite. Oh, Gremlin is a good Christmas movie too. Yeah,
2: yeah. Die Die Hard, Die Hard absolutely is. I think, and I think it's a Christmas movie. I believe it's a Christmas movie. Um, and so I, I go along I go with Die Hard even though it didn't come out at Christmas but that doesn't matter uh, I I definitely think that's yeah. a great one. Um, oh,
0: Scrooge I love Scrooge everyone's throwing them out now Scrooge is great
2: Scrooge is Scrooge is great Christmas Vacation by far is is on is on my list um, I love Christmas Vacation um, and, and I have to go with I have to go with Christmas Story uh, we watch it every year we do the the marathon not that we watch every you know twenty four hours of it but we, we we have it on and we watch it. Um, that's definitely uh, on my on my three. Mm-hmm. Russ, right? Why, Russ? What do you got from the last? You know, 20, oh my my number years, one, my number one without a doubt is going to it's going to
1: trigger you guys. My my number one movie without a doubt is Muppet Christmas Carol, hundred percent. See, that's disrespectful. I like I, Michael Caine to walk away from Michael Caine, awful, just awful. Awful look out of Anthony. I'm not even going to go with the rest of my three.
0: What did just you just say? Time. Like the Muppets? Can we just the Muppets, the Muppets just
1: Christmas the Carol, end? where Michael Caine does the best the, the best Ebenezer Scrooge we in any movie. We should have stopped. Michael Caine? We should have You're stopped. going to walk away from Michael Caine. We, we should have stopped. Awful. You're well, a well, disgrace. Merry
0: Christmas, everybody.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, it's Muppets Christmas Carol. It's Christmas Vacation and it's Home Alone.
0: You got it, Army.
1: Thanks. All right, guys, time to go. Everybody have, see, East Coast taffy gets it. Everybody have a great Christmas. We'll talk to you after the holiday. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, look at Bundy with the Mexican Coke. Thanks for tuning in. There you go. To Snow the Goalie, the morning after the Only Flyers podcast, the number one recap show this side of the Mississippi. Talk to you soon.